the chili chicken. It was a beautiful spring day on the farm outside of the little red barn, as all the animals gathered round to witness the new group of baby chicks being born. It was always so exciting, as the babies were fuzzy and bright and bustled around like they had four sets of feet. Clucking and clacking, and all around overwhelming whoever was in their path, but not their mother, who had waited on their arrival with such joy. Today, the proud hen, Miss Daisy, and the proud rooster, Big Red, were beaming with pride at their new little nest of peeps, an amazing fourteen in all. As they began their exploration of the world they had been born into, well, thirteen of them were so far. The fourteenth egg had not yet hatched, and Miss Daisy and Big Red looked on worriedly. "Don't worry, Mother," Big Red said. "The little one will be along shortly. Sometimes a youngin wants to take its time." I hope so," Miss Daisy replied, nervously looking at the littlest egg in the bunch. "I'll take that scrawny egg off your hands," said Henny Penny, the largest and meanest hen on the farm. She was always looking to peck at the chicks and cause trouble. All the farm animals had hoped that the owner, Mister Weatherly, and his wife Clara, would send Henny Penny elsewhere. There had been talk, but the couple was just too nice. They loved all the animals in their charge and treated them like family. Weatherly Farms was a wonderful place to live. Well, most of the time, Miss Daisy rounded on Henny Penny. You'll keep your distance if you know what's good for you. Henny sniffed. Suit yourself, but I think that one is going to be sickly. It probably doesn't even make it a day. Mark my words. Miss Daisy nipped at Henny's underpinnings as the bird turned to waddle away. Big Red stepped in front of Henny Penny. You'll do best, Miss Penny, to mind your own feathers and not worry about our chicks. Henny. Who the farm animals always thought had eyes for Big Red said demurely, "Nothing to worry about, Red. Just worried for Daisy. Her chicks have never been as big and strong as mine." Just saying, she tossed over her shoulder as she waddled away. Ooh, Daisy fumed. Henny is a born troublemaker. Big Red gently ruffled Daisy's feather. She misses Stew is all. Stew was Henny's rooster, and she always felt more out of sorts when he wasn't around. But he had gone a wandering one day and had yet to return. Now looky here, our little egg is jiggling. Any time now. Daisy turned, and it seemed like all eyes in the barnyard were fixed on the little egg, as it gently wiggled and rocked, and finally a slight crack 
and then another, until at last a little head poked out, with eyes that were as big as saucers staring at them and blinking. Well, hello there, little one, his mother said. We've been waiting for you. The little bird gave a tiny, weak squawk and then wriggled the shoulders until it finally freed itself from its shell. The minute it did, however, a slight gasp worked its way slowly around the room. The chicklet looked at its mother and she melted. She didn't even take a second to wonder why it had not a single speck of down on its tiny body. It was completely bald. But those big eyes of velvety chocolate overshadowed all of it. Daisy pulled the chick close. It nestled up underneath her wing its little body shivering so she swaddled her baby with both wings. It's all right, little one. Big Red came over and looked down. He instantly loved his new chick, but unlike Daisy, he had noticed the little bird didn't have a single piece of downy fluff that all chicks were born with. Looks like the little one is chilly, he said, deciding it was best not to discuss the lack of feathers at that moment. Daisy nuzzled the little bald head and cooed, I'll keep my baby warm. All of us will. From across the coop, Henny mumbled just loud enough to the other hens to be overheard. I told them it was going to be sickly. Daisy ignored the comment and scooped her, all her babies in close until they swaddled the newest member in the warmth of their downy softness. What shall we call the little? Gee, Daisy, I usually can tell, but I don't know if number 14 is going to be a beauty like you. Or a big strapping rooster like you, she chuckled lightly. He's a boy. I just know it. You've never been wrong before, but, well, Big Red cocked his head. What do we call him? Just then the little chick shivered slightly before snuggling down further into his brothers and sisters. Chili, that's what we'll call him, our little Chili. What do you think about... Daisy stopped him. I'll hear no remarks about his, you know, he'll grow his feathers, he will, you just wait and see. It seemed as though everyone in the barnyard was waiting for that very thing, but weeks passed and Chili grew not a single piece of down. His brothers and sisters were getting fluffier by the day, but he wasn't. Like all the animals, the farmer and his wife looked on. Is there anything we can do, husband? Clara Weatherly asked. The little guy just looks so... Chilly? I know. I made him an extra high bed of straw, but rather than looking warm, he just looks... Itchy. If only he had some feathers. 
I have an idea, his wife said, and went inside and came out with a small section of a quilt she had just started. What are you doing, dear? She cut the thread of yarn that was about to be more cross stitches and tied them into a small bow and went over to Chili, who came up and rubbed against her leg. Here you go, little guy. And she looped the material over his head and made it like a cape around his neck. The farmer rubbed his chin doubtfully. Mighty nice of you, dear, but impractical. The little mite can't spread his wings and, well, he keeps toppling over. His wife sighed. Yes, I see. I just so badly want him to be warm and to do well. Don't fret, dear. Miss Daisy won't let anything come to him. You'll see. He'll be just fine. But as the farmer walked away, he wasn't quite sure. Chili watched the nice farmer and his wife leave and plunked down in a corner watching all the other chicks racing around and playing. He didn't know why he was the way he was, but he was. His sisters and brothers were always kind, but not the other chicks who said he was odd and not at all chicken-like. Chili didn't want to rely on anyone. He really didn't. But he was always so chilly. His mother said his feathers would grow in. He, she said it with such surety that he wanted to believe her. But day by day, nothing. She clucked after him like he was still a baby. But while well, he was growing into, well, he was growing. He knew that. His dad said he was going to someday be a rooster, just like him. But right now, he didn't know what he was. He just wanted to be his own bird. Chili spotted Molly heading his way. She was one of Henny Penny's chicks, and to Chili, the most beautiful. She was so fluffy and, well, perfect. What are you doing, Chili? Come play with us, she said, gently nudging him. Maybe later, he said. Molly nodded, but before she turned away, she said, You know, you're really special. Chili's head came up. Special? Me? Yes, you're different. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean different in a good way. Chili watched her waddle away. If only he felt special. He wanted to show everyone he was just as good as they were, feathers or not. Just then, Henny came into the barn, pausing on the threshold. Chili leaned back. Henny always looked at him like he didn't belong. Oh, Stu, Henny whispered. Where are you? Where have you gone this time? Chili thought he heard what sounded like sadness in Henny's voice. He didn't know Stu Rooster, but he had heard he was missing. Maybe, Chili began to think, if he could find this Stu, he would be truly that special bird Molly thought he was. Chili got up, 
and looked around the barn. His mother and father were on the other side of the room, playing with Molly and the others. Chili thought for a moment he should tell her what he planned, but she would only try to stop him, to scoop him up like he was still a baby chick and tell him it was too dangerous. But he knew he had to do it. He had to find Stu Rooster. So while no one was looking, he slipped out of the barn and made his way to the very edge of the farm, looking back one more time before slipping into the woods. He didn't have a clue where he was going or even what he was looking for, but he was going to find whoever or whatever it was. Nightfall came and Chili was chilled to the bone. He hunkered down against a tree and tried to fold the leaves over him, but he shivered and shook the whole night, as well as the next few nights as he made his way through the woods in search of the elusive stew rooster. Chili was starting to think he was never going to find stew when he heard a noise, the crackling of a branch somewhere behind him but he couldn't see anything. Then he heard the sound again, closer, and what sounded like sniffing. Chili tried to slink away into the hole at the base of a tree, but tripped and went tumbling down a hill. He could hear whatever was out there chasing him down the hill. He came to rest against a mound of dirt and held his breath. It was then he glimpsed what he had heard tales of and dire warnings from the other chickens. He knew what it was. A fox. Chili closed his eyes and pressed back into the dirt mound, sure that this was it, and hoping the fox wouldn't want a featherless chicken. And then minutes passed, and silence. He tilted his ear to the wind, and could hear nothing. Nice move, Chicklet, a voice came from around the other side of the mound. Chili jumped up, startled. Who's there? Around the other side of the mound came a rooster, sort of scraggly and bedraggled. You did a good job, boy. I'm proud of you, said the rooster. That fox scared the bejesus out of me when I first saw him, but not you. Not at all. The name is Stu, Chili finished for him. Why, yes, how did you know? Everyone around the farm has been looking for you, especially Henny. Ah, Stu sighed. My dear, sweet Henny. Sweet? Chili asked, wondering if they were speaking about the same hen. Very. She just gets ornery when I go a-wandering. Can't blame her this time. I got too close to the fence line and the fox came out of nowhere. Been trying to get back all this time, but the fox prowls up yonder. He gestured to the ridge that Chili had fallen down. How did you get past him? Chili shook his head. I don't know. He was right behind me and then he shrugged. Stu put a wing to his chin and stared at Chili. Then he walked around him and then back again. I wonder, 
About? Chili asked. Well, you're completely covered in dirt, top to bottom. Frankly, I will Frank wouldn't even known you were there had it not been the thud against my dirt mound. Maybe you blended in? Or he paused to put his other wing to his chin and strolled around Chili again before he stopped and sniffed him. That's it! You are a genius, my boy! I am? Yes, you have saved both of us. Um, how? Stu leaned closer and said, The fox couldn't smell you with you covered all in dirt. My, it was in front of my beak this whole time and I missed it. We have only to cover ourselves completely in the filthy dirt and mud and try to sneak past the fox's perimeter. It's too late for today, but tomorrow we are off on an adventure. Stu waddled back around to the other side of the dirt mound, which camouflaged an old burrow in the tree behind it, and soon he was fast asleep. Chilly, warm somewhat by all the dirt covering his body and exhausted from his venture, was soon asleep as well. Wake up, my boy, said Stu, nudging him. Operation Dirt Cover Foil the Fox is in full swing. In short order, both Chili and Stu were completely encased in dirt, which they didn't realize would hinder their ability to waddle very fast. By the end of the first night, they had barely made it to the fox's perimeter. Chili pointed out the hole he had spotted the day before when he had fallen down the hill. And once more, the two partners in Operation Dirt Cover Foil the Fox were snoring. The next day, they quietly covered themselves in the dirt again and very slowly crept their way through the fox's perimeter. Just beyond the fence line lay Weatherly's farm. Home, mom, dad, his brothers and sisters, and Molly. They had almost made it to the edge of the farm when Stu tripped and fell into a puddle, which washed away most of the dirt and exposed the bright red feathers covering his head. Just then, they could hear the trampling of leaves and snapping of twigs. The fox was coming. Chili turned just as a fox leapt over a small bush, his mouth opened and heading straight for Stu. Chili didn't know where it came from, but without a single thought, he somehow rose into the air, startling the fox and giving Stu the time to get out of the way. But they only had moments to react as the fox was now about to pounce on Chili. Chili scurried around a shrub, just eluding the fox, now heading to the fence line. But the barn was still so far away, he wasn't going to make it. And as he scurried under the fence, he saw the fox's mouth open wide to clamp down on him. But suddenly, a shot rang out, and the fox yelped and ran off. Stu and Chili lay on the ground, huffing and puffing, and then the farmer appeared. There you boys are. That was a close call. Come on, let's get you cleaned up 
and back where you belong. He scooped both of them up. Hours later, back in the barn, Stu already cleaned and returned to Henny, who pecked at him while also ruffling his newly cleaned feathers, was telling the story of how Chili had saved the day and that he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the brave young rooster. Rooster, Henny scoffed. Chili heard this as he began to come into the barn and turned to leave, but his mother spotted him and ran over to give him a hug. Molly right behind her. Oh, Chili, where did you go? I was so worried about you. Chili shrugged. I just wanted to help, to be special. But you are special, his mother said, tugging him out of the shadows to face the group of hens and roosters who had heard of his bravery. Then a collective cackle went up as Chili stepped into the light. Chili! his mother exclaimed. What? he said, confused. Your feathers! They've started to come in. Oh, and they are so beautiful. Chili looked down and saw that, indeed, he had grown feathers, just like his mother had said he would. They are so handsome, Molly clucked, pressing her wing close to his. I told you that you were special. Because I have feathers now, Chili asked. No, silly, because you're you. You're Chili, the one and only. <laughs>